Dear King, Father, you are all-knowing and you sit outside of time. From that place, you can see the full picture and we basically know nothing. So all I'm asking is that for this time we have together, help us to color inside the lines. Convict us to keep our intentions pure. Give us holy boldness, God, to go after what pleases you and unique strategy so that when we go forth, we bring more royals home. From my whole heart, God, your daughter, Pia. Welcome to another episode of Dear King, the podcast. My name is Godsis Pia, and I am so happy to be back with y'all. What's up, though? If you're listening to this on Drop Day, it's Wednesday. You are almost over the hump and looking forward to a wonderful weekend. But whenever you are listening to this, I hope it blesses you. I hope it inspires you. If something that you hear on this podcast is giving you um, wings and pushing you forward, then I encourage you to share it with someone else. Make sure that you are rating the podcast um, on Apple Podcasts and making sure to share it with your friends, okay? If there's anything that you would like for me to talk about, any points that you would like me to prove here on the podcast, be sure to email me at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com. This episode is all about... Charlie Rose, the newest addition to my family. She's here in the studio, so if you hear her, just 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 pretend, okay? Just pretend like just ignore it, okay? All right. Next segment is check this out. Okay. So, again, this episode is all about baby girl Charlie, and so I want to put mothers on game, okay? I'm going to tell you about my baby's two favorite shows. Number 1, Her Girl Gracie, okay? Gracie's Corner, that is my baby's jam, and it got the whole family in a chokehold, if I'm honest, okay? Gracie takes the babies through all the things from the ABCs to the numbers to how to potty train your kids. Like, she got all the things, okay? But my baby's newest obsession, the Toonies, okay? The Toonies got music videos. They got reggae Afro beats. They got this slow jam called Twinkle Twinkle. Listen, I'm trying to put you on game. If you want your kids to have a little screen time while you try to hurry up and wash some bottles or while you are on a long commute like your girl, because my commute is about an hour and a half, I once she get the fussing, I'll be like, oh, let me put this little, let me get you a little something and put your tools on. She don't even have to see it to believe it. Do you hear me? Okay. She is all in as soon as she even hears the music. So I say you check it out, all right? Listen, if there's something that you feel like I need to check out, be sure to email me at King Podcast. Put your girl on. I might just shout you out right here on the podcast for letting me know what's good. Your favorite segment is up next. These are things you should and should not do. You should know your friends. Pray. Pray, okay? These are the facts. Okay, these are my facts. Not to be confused with take your girl to court facts. I got a baby. I got a house. I can't afford that right now in this stage of my life. However, I believe that we should run with what I got to say today. And that is... Watch what you play in the hearing of your children. Now, I'm about to go through three songs 
that I had no business singing as a child. And I want you to think back to when you was a kid and what songs you heard as a child, okay? Number one, Too Close by Next. I remember suggesting this song for our church picnic, y'all. And my pastor was like, we can't play that song. And I was thinking it's like a good groove, like... Yeah, no, no. Because once you actually say the lyrics out loud, you realize what you're saying and you'd be like, nah! Yeah, that's what I was singing as a child. That's what my mama was bumping and had me knowing all the lyrics too. Number two, Knocking the Boots by H-Town. Listen, y'all. I was like a little child in the backseat talking about... What is happening? Why did I know the words to that? Why to this day do I know all of the words to a song that came out before, like, I was here? Why do I know that? No. Lastly, As We Lay. Child, I don't know what version y'all know, but I know the Kelly Price version. That's the remake. Either version ain't good for no kid to be singing. And I'll tell you what. There was far too many cheating songs back in the day. Like, far too many. It was just what You're my little secret. It's just way too many. Way too many cheating songs. And I'm going to be honest. Like, the women had way more cheating songs than the men. Like, come on, y'all. We calling these men cheaters, and then we had all the cheating songs. But nevertheless, I digress. It's literally the worst thing ever when you realize that she was six, seven, eight years old singing songs in your mom's backseat that had everything to do with sex and nothing to do with Jesus. Like, I encourage you to get on this Gracie Corner that we talked about earlier or these toonies or something of that nature that your kids can sing with confidence in public around other people that you won't be embarrassed about, but also that won't put into your kids' minds things and ideas that they have no business thinking or or talking about at such a young age. Yeah, you can say, like, they don't know nothing about it. And I'm sure that's what my mom was saying. Like, girl, she don't know nothing about what she's saying. However, nah, nah. Because at some point you are going to get an understanding of what you're saying. And that's like seeds that don't need to take root. So I am being a lot more cautious of what I play in my car um, even with my teenager, like, I know she do a lot at school. I asked her the other day, like, you be cussing? She'd be like, yeah. But listen, as long as she's continuing to be respectful to me, but I wish that she would behave in a way that is becoming of her. And if that's what she want to do, that's her business. But it won't be because I played all this gangster rap music and now she know all the cuss words and how to cuss right. No, that's absolutely out. These are the facts. I hope we as a community will run with them. Let me know in the comments on Instagram what you had no business singing as a child. And I won't judge you. I just need to know that I wasn't alone. All right? Hit me up at Dear King Podcast on Instagram. So, this episode is entitled Charlie Rose. So, let me first do this. Let me introduce you. Say hi, Charlie Rose. Say hi. Can you say hi? 
Okay, she don't want to say hi, but she just was making blur sounds, so I don't know. But anyway, um, she's the most precious, now seven-month-old. Um, she was named after my grandmother, Charlie, which means to be free. And I gave her a floral middle name like me, because my middle name is Jasmine. Um, but since she was born on Resurrection Day, I felt in my spirit that she was to rise above. And my first intention was set for her prophetically declaring that she will rise, that she will arise above every single obstacle in her life. And I believe that she is absolutely perfect, right? Because there's not every mother. I reached out to a few listeners about what they wanted to hear about this season, and almost everyone said motherhood. And so I guess we can talk about this little girl. If I'm honest, I'm navigating this season in blind faith. I'm just hoping to be doing something right. And I can tell you that it may be too soon for me to get confirmation that anything I'm doing is working for real. But I'll talk practically, and then I can let you guys know of some spiritual decisions that I've been making. I dealt with anxiety surrounding her, but let me say this. I'm sorry if you feel like I'm speaking a lot about loss, the loss of my mom. And honestly, this is where my life is right now. And everything this year has been affected by that and that reality. And I do want to offer a trigger warning. I'm going to talk a little bit about my birth story. And it wasn't as smooth as I would have hoped it to be. So anyone with dealing with sensitivity surrounding birth or conception, I just want to be sensitive to you and give you the opportunity to pause this and come back when you are ready. Long story, as short as I can get it, I found out I was pregnant right away. I had been trying for a while, and after finally getting a release from my doctors to try, I had many unsuccessful attempts, and the crazy thing is that you wake up to be disappointed. I felt like I was going to sleep some nights just to be disappointed in the morning, but I continued to go through that motion until the time I didn't. I got the faintest of double lines, but I didn't cry. I only half believed it, and I said out loud, only loud enough for God to hear it, Lord, anchor this pregnancy. I think I'll post the video I recorded shortly after for y'all on social media. But I was walking the dog trying to process it all, and I had heard so many no's concerning my pregnancy that I just needed him to know from me and my mouth and my heart my expectation. My expectation was that he would anchor the pregnancy, and that I didn't have to suffer any type of loss. I only told two people I was pregnant until after I was about 10 weeks pregnant. At that point, I told our parents and my aunts, whom I discussed in a prior podcast. Then, at about 20 weeks, I told our family, and then Christmas, we went social media public. We had our gender reveal on January 8th, and I lost my mom suddenly on January 12th. From that moment, I was severely concerned I would lose my baby, too. I went to my next appointment concerned I had stressed too much. My doctor confirmed my health was just great and blood pressure didn't show any signs of stress. I decided after a long debate to move forward with the baby shower, and a week later, I had my baby. Labor was 56 hours. I arrived the morning of Good Friday with the leaking water bag. Contractions were very mild. I drove myself 70 miles to the hospital after picking my nephew up from school. When they told me I was being admitted, I broke down in tears from the reality my mom wouldn't be with me. However, my cousin flew in from Vegas. My auntie had drove and met me in Ontario and followed me back down to L.A. My husband got off work and I had 
who I needed with me in the hospital. By that evening, complications had started. I wasn't in active labor and I needed to be induced, but anytime the contractions got to a progressive state, Charlie's heart rate would be dropping. By Saturday afternoon, I had to have interventions. A swarm of nurses came in, moving me around, injecting me with medications to stop my contractions and watching the monitor like a hawk. I was then taken off Pitocin and conversations of a C-section began. While the chaos was happening, I couldn't help but cry. I was thinking my biggest nightmare was coming true. I looked at my cousin who rushed to my bedside to wipe my tears and tell me everything was going to be okay. I told her what she already knew. I can't lose my baby too. She promised me I wouldn't. A promise she said in more of a prayer than a statement. We had a similar scare later on in the evening after being off the medicine and starting up again. But I had a believing nurse and she told me if I wanted to deliver naturally, that a natural birth is what I was going to have. The birth itself was quick. I pushed for five minutes. There was an urgency for me and for the people in the room. For me, I was over the pain and wanted her out. For them, an umbilical cord that was wrapped around my baby's neck twice. The cause of the heart rate frequently dropping. And her shoulders stuck in my pelvis. When she was born, there was no sounds. There was no announcement of her birth. The NICU nurses and doctors worked on the baby in what seemed like silence. My nurses worked to clean up the room and make sure I was comfortable. No one mentioned the baby. I didn't have the courage to ask, and I barely wanted to look over there. Finally, I saw the woman in charge loosen her stance and say she's recovering. Her numbers look better. She's going to be fine. I looked at a clock, and it had been an hour before they said to me, Would you like to hold your baby? Thank God for the atmosphere that was set that day. Non-stop praise and worship music. Prayers continuously going on. No wasted speaking. Diffuser with citrus smells and freshness. Thank you to the three praying nurses. I was never without a believer caring for me. Thank God for my faith and the faith I borrowed from those in the room. Thank God for a successful delivery. Even after God carried us both through that, I had significant anxiety leaving my home or being away from her. I took my cousin to the airport a week later and found myself doing 100 miles per hour on my way home and had to slow myself down. Any second she was out of my sight was too long. I had a constant fear. And after several months of fear, anxiety, depression, and no enjoyment in anything I found myself back in therapy, crying my eyes out. I've overcome by living instead of waiting to die. I realized that the back-to-back traumatic experiences had caused me to look at life as if it were ending any second, instead of living in gratitude for every moment I had. Some things I do practically in this season are praying with her and reading my Bible with her. I couldn't find time to be with God until I decided to be with him with her. I went to conference with her at TC. I sing worship songs with her and watch her dance. I speak well over her, and I constantly tell her how much I love her. We have this thing, how much does mommy love Charlie Rose? And I lift her high and I say, so much. (laughs) She laughs so hard. And I look forward to the day she finishes the sentence. I take lots of pictures and make photo books. I celebrate it all. 
and I send her emails when I have something in mind that I want her to remember. She's here with me today in the studio, and I believe God delayed the start of season three for his reasons, some of which to give me time to heal and to be and to listen. A part of that was also me trying to find time as a new mom to do it around her very unpredictable schedule. But recently, God impressed upon me to keep her in proximity. How will she know unless she hears? So if ever you hear a baby in the background, that's just Charlie in proximity of what God is doing in our lives. Father, I pray a prayer over all of our babies. God, I pray that you would be the God to them that you are to us that you be the third parent or that you fill the void of a parent that's missing, that our kids never are without because you are their God. You are Jehovah Jireh, their provider, and whatsoever they need, you are faithful to perform. God, I come against the spirit of fear and anxiety that tried to overcome and overtake me, But I believe in the God that says that we have nothing to fear, that you don't give us the spirit of fear, but a spirit of sound mind. And you give us power to overcome those demons. And so, God, I stand boldly saying that we will, as royals, live for the days to come. We will live in expectation. We will make crazy faith decisions. We will live reckless according to our faith. We will prove that you are a good God. Our good and our bad days will prove that you are God because you sustain. God, whatever we are up against, whether it's coming from real emotions and real trauma or whether it's unrealistic um, thoughts that just haunt us, lies from the enemy, we surrender it today to you. We surrender it today to you that you would take it in your hands and that we can't even in our best strength pluck it out again. We give it back to you for you to do with it what you will. But we walk in peace and in surety, in assured, confirmed confidence that you are God. You are God of yesterday. You are God of today and forevermore. And we lean on you In Jesus' name, amen. If you listen to this episode and something I said about little Charlie's birth story and how God was with us in those traumatic moments and you just need God to come rescue you or maybe you love the joy that is set before me and the expectation I have for that and you want that God, God is faithful to be whoever you need him to be in the seasons you are living in right now. And I want to extend him to you. So if you're ready, I would like you to repeat this prayer after me to receive God, Christ, our Lord in your life. Say, Lord, today I believe, but help my unbelief. I'm choosing to accept that you lived and you died And you rose again just for me. God, help me through all my life's transitions. Be there with me in the tough times and in the good ones. Take my life. Renew me. Restore me. 
transform me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer right now, God has his arms open wide. He is celebrating with the angels. The word of God says that there's a party that is thrown if even one person turns their life over to Christ. And I'm joining that party right now and I am celebrating with you. You do not have to do this thing alone. Life is done much better with community. So if there's anything that you need from me, and if you've made this decision, please email me at dearkingpodcast at gmail.com. I want to be there to resource you, to pray with you, and to go alongside you for as long as you would have me. This is the biggest and best decision of your life, and the days ahead are going to be great. This is a time in this episode where I have us say that. This is an encouraging word, a confirming word that I want you to get deep down in your spirit. I want it to manifest good and positive things in your life throughout the week. So make sure you share it with someone, post it up everywhere, put it on post-it notes, stick it on the top of your car, whatever you have to do to remember to get this down in your spirit. Say this, say, I can live in anticipation of God moments to come. Say it again. I can live in anticipation of the God moments to come. What are God moments? God moments are whatever God gives you that's going to grow you and advance you. Nothing God lets or allows to happen in your life is to push you back. It is always to propel you forward and it is always for your good. Listen, I love you so, so much. Me and Charlie are so grateful for our community. We're thankful and grateful for your continued prayers. We ask that you continue to send them our way and we will continue to return the favor. I pray for you guys so much and I want only the best of what God has for you. I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope it's something I said about this story. I hope that you, if you had a similar birth experience, that you feel encouraged and supported and heard and seen. Because, ma'am, you are not alone. And I'm so grateful that you survived it. Um, And so get at me. Send your messages in the comments. Send me messages in my DMs at Dear King Podcast on Instagram. I'm going to be there all throughout the week pushing content your way. Make sure you share a snippet of or so with your friends to help encourage them throughout the week. But that's where we build our community. And I hope that I can do or say something that will bless you and encourage you throughout the week. I love you, love you, love you, Royals. You mean the world to me. Until next week, goodbye, Royals.